Yes, yes, this is Omar, <clears throat> your podcast host from Sola Deo Gloria. And I want to do a um, a quick podcast. And if I, something just came up in my mind while we're reading Mark chapter 4, verse. 35 through 40. That's Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 40. Uh, if, if I had given the title to this, it would be Jesus in the midst of your storm. Many titles I could come up with. Uh, Jesus in the midst of your storm. Or how to respond when chaos is surrounding you. So let's read Mark chapter 4, verse 35 to 40. This is out of English Standard Version. On the same day when evening has come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he, Jesus, was in the stern, asleep on a pillow, and they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we, that we are perishing? Then he arose, Jesus, then he arose and rebuked the wind, and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, his disciples, Why are you fearful? How is it that you have no faith? How is it you have no faith? Bible says you walk by faith and not by sight. They 
Jesus said, what was made was the visible things that we see was not made things that is visible. It was made by the things that are invisible. So God in his essence, God in his nature, who is invisible, has created the world by the spoken world, spoken word. And what we see is the creation of God. And the disciples should have comprehend why should we worry? Why should we worry? But I guess that we're not grasping that quick. Grasping that that you know they you know the the characteristic of the Jews when you look throughout the old testament. They saw works of God, and they forgot, and rebel, saw discipline, and they cry out, and God delivered them and healed them. And, and are we like that in our personal life that we see, we read the word of God, trust God in prayer, and God do something, and we forget. Hey, we forget he is our healer. We forget that he is our provider. We forget that he is our protector. We forget. And when things rise up, you know, we cry out. We complain. And God disciplines us. And in Mark chapter 4, verse uh, 5, said a great windstorm was formed. You know, I had the opportunity to travel to Israel back in 2002. Awesome experience. We took a boat ride to Sea of Galilee. The sea of Galilee by no means by size small. So I can kind of picture uh, you know, they would travel to the other side. And the trip I tell you about it, when the great wind storm, great wind formed, the Bible said Jesus was asleep in the boat on the pillow. And they woke up Jesus. And they said, hey, you care about us? Are we going to perish? You know, it's a picture of Jesus in my life. They got to learn faith. They got to learn to trust him. So he rose up, rebuked the wind, told the sea, hey, be at peace. Now look at that. Jesus, he was not just a mere man. This is God in the flesh. The very wind, the sea obeyed him. There's no other, there's no other record of I'm about to use it. No other religious leader in history is recorded telling a hurricane, be still, or a tornado, be still, or uh, heal multitudes of people. No. This is Jesus, God in the flesh, who took on flesh and dwelt among us 
tabernacle among us. So they was realizing they had God in the boat with them. God in the boat. Fully man, fully God. Fully man, fully God, fully God, fully man. Jesus, the main man, the son of man, was in the boat sleeping while this windstorm was going on. He rose up and rebuked the wind, told the sea to calm down, and he looked at his disciples. Why are you fearful? Do you have any faith? Now, as I'm recording this, it's still this coronavirus mentality going on. But has the church responding? Are they responding to fear or faith? You know... I ain't gonna mention a person's name, but this person's like, hey, you should go get tested. You know, it's common sense. So why I wanna get tested? I don't wanna get tested. Number one, I trust in God. He's my protector. And the Bible says in Psalm 91, verse 3, surely he shall deliver you from the snares of the fowler and from the perilous. Pestilence. Perilous pestilence. Two words meaning environment that's filled with plagues and disease. God know how to preserve his people. Even in the midst of the boat. He would tell that wind to be quiet. He would tell the sea to be at peace. But our response should be in faith. And trusted in God. I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. We have to. We have to. We have to trust God. About virtue and trust in God. We have to meditate in his word. Internalize his word. You know, uh, also, I want to read another uh, verse out of the same chapter. It says um, in Mark chapter 4, verse 26. And he said, the kingdom of God. Now, he's sharing this parable. He's sharing a parable. What the kingdom of God is like. Before he, uh, before this parable I'm about to read in Mark, he shared a parable of the sower and the seed. And um, in verse 16, no, verse 26, Mark chapter 4, verse 26, he said, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep by night and rise by day. And the seed shall sprout and grow. He himself does not know how. For the earth yield crops by itself. First the blade. Then the head. After the full grain in the head. You know. 
in the first parable, the sower and the seed, the sower went out to sow the seed. Some were fell by the wayside and the bird came and ate it. Some fell by the stoning ground. Immediately it sprung up because it had no root. Some fell by the thorns and the thorn choked the seed. Some fell by good ground, produced a 30, 40, 60 fold. And Jesus gave the interpretation of that parable. He likes the sword, the seed that fell by the wayside was sown. But Satan came in some form or fashion, did not allow that, that seed to produce. So those hearers on the wayside just went about their business. And the seed fell by the stoning ground. And these represent who hears the word with such excitement. Such, such excitement uh, receiving the gospel, they did not have any roots. So when time of persecution came, they, uh, they fell away. And some fell by the storm. That means those who did receive the word, but the cares of, the, cares of his life, the deceitfulness of riches and the desire of other things, Cause that seed to be unfruitful. And those who. Those seeds that fell by the good ground. Are those who. Hear the word and bear it. With maturity. Some. Some version said. To bear with maturity. And. That's how faith. That's how we grow in faith. We get into the word. You know. That parable I read in uh, Mark chapter 4, verse 26, that the kingdom of God is like a man who scattered seed and, and sprout up the earth produce. Now, it's a process called germination. When you put the seed in the soil, there's four aspects the seed needs to have in order to grow. It needs uh, sunlight. The soil must be moisture. Moisture, good soil, uh, uh, and also carbon carbon dioxide from the air. And I asked the as water get poured in that soil, man, it, it it's the same process as a human being when a, a sperm Plant into a woman. The same process. The same process take place. So that's how faith, that's how we grow in faith. We internalize the word. We meditate on his word. That's the reason why the Bible said we should meditate in his word day and night. Day and night. Because we filter out all the bad things that were uh Cause our heart to be hard. Cause it will filter out all the things that will cause our heart to be hardened. It will filter out all the things that will cause us to be spiritually weak. God wants to be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. He wants to continue to flourish in our faith. He wants to continue to flourish in our spirit. He wants to be. A, he wants to be like Jesus. 
the very embodiment of the very Logos, the Word, the made flesh. The Bible said when he went around, man, he healed the sick. You know, one, one, uh, one account, the uh, leper came to him, hey, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. And Jesus said, and Jesus said this. Before he said it, he did something amazing. He put his hands on the leper. Leprosy are contagious. Uh, leprosy, the disease of leprosy are, is contagious. He put his hand on a leper and said, I will be thy cleanse. And that lep and that man who filled with leprosy was cleansed. He was healed. Jesus, God wanted to be like him. Be filled with his word. Not just only that, that when Jesus walked around when an unclean spirit was in the person, they yelled out like, yo, I know who you are. You are the, you are the son of God. Because the unclean spirit encountered Jesus who was pure, holy, blameless, perfect, sinless, son of God. It reminds me of a story, a personal story. Uh, I'm from Chicago. I moved out of Chicago to Jacksonville, Florida in 2000. I remember this particular date. I was at the driver motor vehicle office um, getting, uh, transferring my license over to Florida State. And I remember I was sitting down and, this, and there was this um, lady sitting in front of me. While I was waiting to be called, I had my Bible with me, and I was reading and meditating His Word, and I felt the presence of God so strong around me. It was like I was in heaven. And one thing I noticed, the lady who sat in front of me got up, Walked to the very, she walked, she got up and walked to the left and sat at the very last chair at the end. When I looked up, she looked at me and started growling at me. And I'm like, and now when I think about that, like, man, the president of God will bring exposed unclean spirits. We need the spirit of God. We need the spirit of God at all costs. We need the spirit of God to manifest in our home, our school, everywhere we go. We need to keep a pure heart. We need to watch out where we look. I'm, I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching to myself. We need to be cautious what we hear. We need to be cautious what we see. Hey, we need the spirit of God to take over our flesh, take over our mind. Take over our hearts. We need him. We need him. We need this Holy Spirit of God. We cannot respond like the disciples in fearfulness because of coronavirus. We gotta respond. We gotta respond to the situation in faith, trusting in God. 
they would not touch us. But in the midst of chaoticness, in the midst of turmoil around us, God will preserve us. He will bless us in the midst of environment that people is panicking. We cannot respond in fearfulness, people of God. We got to respond in faith. Meditate in his word. Speak his word. Speak his word. This came to my mind. One account. Jesus and the disciples were going to the next town. And the Bible said Jesus was hungry. He saw the fig tree. When he went to the fig tree. It did not have any figs. So he was mad. So he cursed the fig tree. And the Bible said it withered away. And when the disciples saw that, it's like, man, now how does tree ritter so fast? And Jesus said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea. Now, in another account of the gospel, it says this, Jesus responds, if you have faith in God, and do not doubt. You can say to this mountain. Be thou removed. Be cast into the sea. But do not doubt. But have faith in God. How do we have faith in God? We meditate in his word. We internalize his word. And we take his word in prayer. And then we t- proclaim it. At the situation. His word. We proclaim his word. And, and sometimes God will cause immediate results. And sometimes he will allow us in the process of trusting him. That's the reason why Jesus said, pray. Always pray. Do not faint. So he, he shared a parable about prayer. You know, prayer at times, we pray. God will immediately, immediately release the answer. At other times, we have to persist in prayer and faith. And do not give up. Do not lose heart. Do not faint. We have to trust in God through the process. So I, my encouragement to the church, my encouragement to the body of Christ, we need to trust in God and do not waver. We cannot waver. We cannot waver. We have to stand firm, trusting in God. We have to tell our emotions. We have to tell our feelings. Get into alignment with the Word of God. We, tell, we, we take the Word of God and tell our emotions how to respond. We tell our emotions or feelings how to respond. And trust in God. Again, Jesus was in the boat sleeping while they were going through the storm. Saints, believers, trust in God because it may seem that the Father is sleeping, but He's not sleeping. He's watching. He is watching.
He is watching. And he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. We must trust him. I must trust him. We must examine our hearts to see where we are in relationship with the Father. We cannot allow anything to jeopardize our relationship with the Father. We must walk in holiness. We must walk in purity. We need the Holy Spirit help. We can't jeopardize this great salvation which was paid with the blood of Jesus. We must develop Christ-likeness habits every day. We must give God the first place of our life. We must because he's the only one who can help us. He's the only one. God's the only one who can change, who can enter human situation and change it. Father, forgive us for living a lack of faith and living a life for fearfulness and doubts. We ask you, Holy Spirit, help us to develop our faith and trust in you and you alone to walk a life that's pleasing to you, Father, in the name of Jesus. Lord, live life please you. Like Abraham, he believed in your promise, promise. And it was counted to him as righteousness. That we have that righteousness in Christ. Father, help us, Lord, by your mercy and by your great patience. Help us internalize your word. In the name of Jesus, we give you all the glory and honor and praise and dominion for you alone are faithful in Jesus' name. Amen.